0: And uh we're live here with Glenn the Geek from the Horse Radio Network. Glenn, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: No problem, hey Joe. Good to talk to you again, my friend.
0: Yeah, it's always great when we get to uh to have a chat and and just, you know, get especially to talk about podcasting, no which is something we're really both passionate about uh on on so many levels.
1: Uh, I've been doing it a long time.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot longer than me, for sure.
1: <laughs> I'm going to share this out and give a shout-out to uh, to my Patreons. We call them auditors. That's a, a horsey term for somebody who goes to the clinic and doesn't ride in the clinic but watches it. So that's the term we have for all of our people who pay to be uh, Patreons, uh, supporters, and uh, I'm going to share it out to their room here. So
0: Oh, awesome. Uh,
1: yeah. So they can all they can all join us too here. Let me give it. Let me do that
0: here, quick. Well, here I'll 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 start it off while you're doing that. Um all right. Like I'll I'll talk over. It. So uh, I'm Joe Pardo. For all those that don't know, uh, thank you for joining us. Middle Atlantic Podcast Conference is the conference for creativity and community building within the podcasting realm or world or however you want to say it.
1: Uh, and I'm yeah. so sorry I can't make it. It's in September when I'm on vacation, I believe, right? Yeah, September 9th yes. and 10th here. That's where just we're leaving for vacation.
0: Where, where are you going on vacation? So anywhere Colorado.
1: Good? We're going to Colorado. So at the other end of uh, the country.
0: Otherwise, <laughs> awesome. I'd be there. Well, we'll have to make it na- next year. Do you always go on vacation at the same time?
1: Yeah, usually in September. But you know what? If I have a place to go in New Jersey or Northeast, <laughs> I could make an exception. <laughs>
0: Well, September I think ninth is the is next year's conference. Eighth and ninth, or ninth and tenth, or something to that effect. And
1: where is that
0: in New Jersey? It's in New Jersey, yes. So yep. Philadelphia International Airport. It's about twenty minutes uh, away from the airport in New Jer- South Jersey, uh, right off the highway. So you like once you get on the highway, you don't even have to get off the highway. You even get to go over a giant bridge. I mean, how cool is that? Uh, if you're into the bridge thing. Uh, <laughs> so this year. Um, we we have there's so much to talk about with the conference uh we have so many people I- even internationally coming uh for the conference this year and i i've reached out to to Glenn and Glenn you you were so uh, gracious to be like yeah let's let's help out you know commu- you know podcasting is awesome so let's make podcasting uh more people understand and know about podcasting which is, is really what these interviews uh have been about so uh if you want to check out Middleland Podcast Conference it's com. Glenn, I would love for you to give some background about yourself.
1: Just uh, started Horse Radio Network. Uh, Actually, we just had our eighth birthday. So we're going in our ninth year. We just passed 4,900 episodes. Uh, Just went over that. So we'll be at 5,000 here before the end of the year. Wow. Uh, it's a lot of shows, uh, <laughs> and you know it's a lot of fun. We have uh, we have a really addicted listener base, which is lovely, and uh, we have a lot of uh, shout out to our auditors who are now watching. That's the, that's them, by the way, on the wall behind me. That's all of our patreons and our auditors are on the hanging on the wall. We printed them all out and put them up there, and uh, they're our biggest supporters. It's like having 150 people in a focus group. And, and it is, it's the coolest thing. I mean, every podcaster wishes you had one of those, you know, I had 150 people in a focus group. It it has been so helpful in helping build the network and finding out what people want and what they like and who they want to hear as guests. You know, we've had 6,200 plus guests now over those years. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of, we've talked to a lot of people.
0: That, that. That is phenomenal. I mean, I, I'm only at like 240 or something to that effect. So uh, just, just we start. Do that many, it. We do that many in a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that is that is wonderful. Uh, I, you know, Glenn, I'm really curious. What does podcasting mean to you?
1: That's a good point. You know, obviously, we, we, you know, we have the phrase we use, you know, on-demand radio and all of that. I always wanted to have a morning drive radio show. I, I knew I could never break into the radio, real radio world. So when we started the Horse Radio Network, I started with a weekly show, several weekly shows before we built up to the daily show we call Horses in the Morning. It's our most popular show, and uh, I've always wanted to do that. And then found the right co-host, and we started that almost six years ago now. <laughs> so for me, it's it's a it's a you know obviously it's a it. It's a lifestyle. I mean, we live this. It's full. We're full time. And it's it's the most fun job I've ever had. You know, it's just, just fun. I mean, we get to goof around on the air and thousands of people apparently like it. So... Uh, you know, it is a good gig. And we have tons of good sponsors that support, you know, that support us and make this all possible. And they're involved and they like being part of it. It's just, it is a really neat, it's the best job I've ever had. You know, somebody asked me the other day, it was a good question. I think it. you had a guest on this morning. And, and uh, uh, we, we all know her. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I got asked by another podcaster the other day, what keeps you motivated? And that's, Two, you know, a couple of things. The listeners, number one. Number two is I love what I do. You know, if you love what you do, you're motivated, right? And the third thing is if I didn't have this, I'd have to get a real job. So that's the other thing. <laughs>
0: what's that <laughs> just, just... yeah I mean, who really wants a real job i <laughs> mean it, some boss <laughs> i mean well you, you know the i did you know at this point you get to that point where your boss is your listeners you know your boss is and my sponsors yep. yeah oh. yeah so i mean yeah. it's you know it's funny a lot of people are always like oh it'd be nice to be the boss but the but the thing is is the cycle starts back over from like starting at the customers back up the food chain um when you're at the top like that so it's you know, so a lot of times people don't understand that that concept that your your boss is your, your well, customers and, in and, your case and listeners and, and sponsors. Th-
1: thinks that if you're your own boss, that you're going to your hours are your own. That's true, but you're going to work double the number than you did before. <laughs> and people don't realize that. We you know we probably put in eighty hours each a week, my wife and I. So you when you work for yourself, you're always working. You know that. I mean, you're always working. It's always there. And especially when you work at home like we do. So work is always there. It's always staring you in the face. You know those things you have to get done, those emails you have to send. So I'm sitting there on the lap watching TV at night with my computer on my lap answering emails. You know, it's just always there.
0: It It is. and. I mean, actually, from personal experience, I'm actually working on, on chopping those hours up uh, significantly after the conference because we just had our first baby and uh, Melissa's going back to, to teach, uh, you, know, sco- you know, school you know, she's a teacher. So, uh, I'm like, well, we could have somebody watch her every day, but, uh, I think I'm going to try to to take the reins on this one. And it's, it's going to be tough for me because I enjoy working, right? Like, yeah, you might work 80, a hundred or just w- all the time, right? You're always thinking about what you got to be doing. Um, but the thing is we love what we're doing. So right. it's, it does, it's not bothersome to us. It's like that thing where it's like, would I retire from this? Well, I really love what I do. Maybe I would retire from portions of what I do and like offload it to someone else. Sure, I won't make as much money, but hey, I'm retired at that point. You know, I've made the money that I need to to be able to be quote unquote retired and I can just go on enjoying life and enjoying the parts that I really love.
1: I agree. And that's the same here same here and we're we 're starting to get to the point now where we can you know we have a we've actually one of our listeners has become uh, a guest booker for us and is helping book guests because you know, I, I, it 's so funny when I see in the podcasters hang out and things I see people having trouble booking one guest a week and and I wish we had that problem <laughs> um, we book between ten and fifteen guests a week so wow. You know, we and we were doing that, you know, with I have 20 hosts and we were I get help with booking the guests, but Jennifer and I were booking a lot of them. So we've now, we now have Denise, and she was one of our listeners, lives locally here, and has now become a, a helper. She's our guest wrangler, and she has been terrific helping us book guests. And that just that piece has taken a lot off my shoulders where I can spend more time now marketing working with the sponsors than I had before because all the time I'm spending doing that kind of stuff, I'm not selling and I'm not, you know, I'm not working with the sponsors or making better content for the shows.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things where it's, it it does, there is like, um, things that, that get like in the way of the, the fun, you know, horses in the morning where it's like, I gotta, I gotta sell stuff, And I don't want to get too much into the whole, you know, money side of things. But, um, but, but from a, from a job standpoint, like that's the part that's like, if I had to pick a part where I wouldn't want to do, that would be the part. It's like trying to make sure that the spot, you know, get the sponsors and then make sure sponsors are happy. And and like that's the part where it's like there's entire like you know organizations within with inside of big companies that do what you do to handle just that like part. I mean there's, somewhere well, somewhere know, inside of Google there's like you know 100 <laughs> a hundred people that are just people doing that. picking yeah. up the phone to call like get sponsorships and stuff like that for like YouTube you, and, you know, and everything.
1: And we tried it, and I know other, other podcasters have tried it too. We've tried hiring people to do the sales, to do the sponsor sales, the ad sales, and that never worked out for us. And what we found is that I had to do it. One, I'm a salesman. I was a salesman before I became a podcaster, so you know, I'm pretty good at sales. And two is they want to talk to you. They want to talk to the podcaster. You're developing a relationship just like you develop a relationship with your listener that's very personal and intimate. You're developing a relationship with your sponsor that's personal and intimate, and they want to have that personal intimate contact. And that's, uh, that's what we learned is that I have to do that. So then it was a choice. Okay, then I got to take these other things off my plate that, that other people can do so that I can concentrate on that. You know, if all we I always say this, I'd have the best job in the world if all I had to do was show up and talk on a mic and then I could just do whatever I wanted to have the rest of the day and everything else was done, if I just had to show up and talk on m that'd be a good gig, wouldn't it, Joe? That, it, that'd be like a perfect job. <laughs>
0: that would be that would be radio. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, where where you actually I mean like Correct. radio like professional radio, not like, you know, uh, you have your own radio show and you know, you do everything, but basically that'd be the same thing as what you're doing now, except it would be over the air and not reaching probably nearly as many people as you are right now. Well, that's the interesting
1: thing about podcasting too. We've had a number of radio stations contact us, especially wanting our horses in the morning show. Mm. And, uh, the problem is they want you to sell your own ads in a local, you know, in a local area. And I don't, You know, I'm reaching now, we're reaching 90 countries with tens of thousands of listeners. Why would I want to go into a, a, you know, remote place in Texas and try and find ads there when I have sponsors who are reaching the world? It just never has made any financial sense to do it.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I would agree. that. Um, I can't believe that they would want you to sell your own ads locally. I mean, yeah. you, you would need a whole team of, pe- of people yeah. at that point. And-
1: yeah, it just didn't make sense. Plus then, Joe, we would have to be like regulated, like on time for commercials and all of that. We would fail miserably. Just- <laughs> we could <laughs> never do that on time.
0: Yeah, that that's wow. That because I was going to ask that, like why why um, or if you are already syndicated syndicated on on any radio, you know, why, especially like in the Midwest or unless in they horses- paid us big
1: dollars, I wouldn't want the hassle. Why have the hassle when when now again? Why have the boss when we can be doing it ourselves, reaching you know tons of people anyway. Uh, and growing like crazy why why would we do that i i just it has never made sense if now if they want to offer us a lot of money to do it i'd be happy to uh we, we'll be happy to adjust our times a little bit to put commercials in but uh no uh, until they offer us lots of money i'm not doing it
0: <laughs> well I, I don't blame you don't blame you one bit um so glenn we, you know so i know you're not going to make the the middle a podcast conference this year but um I don't know if you, have you heard much of the details from this year's con- about this year's con? No, conference? I know a
1: lot of my friends are my podcasting friends are going. You got a lot of them going there.
0: Yeah. I've been very fortunate to have a, a very loaded, uh, you know, list of, of speakers and, and, and attendees coming, uh, to the Philadelphia area, which is, which is absolutely, I'm so thankful for that. Um, considering that we're only in our second year last year, we were in a school gymnasium and this year we are in, uh, an actual hotel. So it's a real grassroots type of event. Um, but we're, you know, we're continuing to grow, you know, we're, I'm like you and I got, I, I, it's a pretty much an army of one, uh, that's, that's shouldering a lot of this, uh, this stuff. You know that, and how many are
1: looking at having this
0: year? We're we're, we're looking between 100 and 150 uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year we had 50, so to grow, uh, to grow, you know, two to three times of what we had last year would be phenomenal. I mean, I'd I'd be happy with two times. That's you know, that's fine by me. Um, But I I really think that uh, this year we we've just done so many things that. Differently uh, and more, a prof- little more professionally than last year. So, uh, one of the things that we we have that we've included is is lunch on that Saturday. Uh, it's a it's the Philly feast. So it's uh, cheesesteaks and, and sausage and peppers, sandwiches and hoagies. Yeah, and, yeah I know, right? Tasty <laughs> cakes and South Philly pretzels. I got to have tasty cakes. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, you would know because you come up to this area. You know uh, what? what? Three or I four grew four up, times up times in Lancaster
1: here. County. I grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Wait, so, you did? did I, yeah, I, that's I, where I grew up. Wait, did I know that? I feel like. I don't know.
0: I don't. I feel like I didn't know
1: that. I went to high school in New Holland right there in Lancaster County.
0: Oh, wow. That's
1: awesome. Yep. yep. So I know all about Tasty Cakes. Matter of fact, if, when we moved to Florida, we couldn't get Tasty Cakes. They didn't have them down here. And it was awful because we love Tasty Cakes. Uh, so, yeah, that was one of our – Jennifer still gets them now because now the Walmart carries them everywhere so we can get Tasty Cakes again.
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome to, to hear that, that Walmart carries them so you can get them. Uh, yeah.
1: Hopefully, it's like a staple if you live in Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely in this area. So, yes, yeah, so all that's that's included with the, with your ticket. Um, tickets are are on sale right now. Obviously, uh, they're one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, uh, to get them. And the other thing that we have is uh, free headshots. So, when's once the last time you had a headshot,
1: actually, it's when the messengers crew came uh to to do to to record us here at the studio for the movie. For the uh, uh, Messengers movie, they came in the studio for a couple days, and I said part of the deal was they had to do professional headshots. And the one you see on my Facebook page with the cowboy hat, uh, that's ones they did. But but until then, nine years, I didn't have one. You just didn't have one at all? Nope. Nope. So I get it. I, I That's important. It is important because I didn't realize how important it was to have a good one, but then I kept doing interviews like this, and people were asking. I had crappy... You know, pictures from a cell phone. I didn't have any good headshots, so yeah. now it's good to happen. <laughs> Can I talk it... once about conferences here, though? Let me talk about that a little bit. Okay. It was t- three years ago, I think. I saw a Facebook ad for the Florida PodFest, mm-hmm. and I, at that point, we had our head in a. You know, we had our heads into the horse radio network. I really didn't know there were podcasting groups. I didn't know there were conferences. We were just doing our thing. We had no help. We just were doing what we thought was right. I didn't know if what we were doing was correct or if it was good or bad or if our numbers were good. I didn't know any of that until about three years ago. And then I saw this ad, and I said, well, I'm going to go to that. It's here, it's here in the state of Florida. So I went down. It was the best thing I ever did. Going to that conference, and we had been podcasting. I probably had 3,500 episodes. As As Chris always says, the head of the Florida podcast group, he always says that I had more episodes under my belt than everybody added up at the conference. Um, But I learned so much being there. Uh, I just learned so much being there. And I made friendships that to this day are are ones I value the most. Um, And, you know, then going to podcast movement met dave jackson who we've become really good friends and all the other people i've met along the way that are other podcasters now i realize there's a whole world of podcasting and i'm learning so much from them we can all learn from each other i don't care how many episodes you've done whether you've done it right or wrong or how you feel you've done we can all learn from each other and we do and i learn something every one of these conferences i go to i come away with that one nugget if you get that one nugget that's going to help you either be better in finding new listeners or be better in making more money or whatever your goal is that's the thing we all look for at those conferences or if you make the one friend that becomes the that life to, let you know that lifelong friend uh, and I've made so many of those uh, at these conferences. I've gotten an editor out of it. Neil's our editor now. Met him at the PodFest. So you know, so many things have happened because of going to those conferences. Otherwise, Jennifer'd still be here with our head in the sand and our butts up in the air. Uh, you know, just just uh, trying to get through the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, obviously you were doing um, you you know, obviously you were doing it well because you had been doing it. I mean, you've been podcasting for was it nine years now?
1: Yeah, we're in our
0: ninth here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was I was taking a guess, a uh, uh, educated guess yep. at that at that number. Um. And <laughs> the the oh, man. I mean, it. I I I would totally agree that you know there's there's a lot of podcasters out there who you know they don't see the value of it. They don't see. Um. And and, and I get it. Like you know, coming to, to to conferences are is expensive. You have to get the room. You get to get the the travel. Um. If it's not in your backyard. You know the ticket can be expensive. that's one of the reasons why you know we like to I, I like to keep the the ticket as as low as possible because i I want people to be able to come. I want people to have a great time. I want them to make these friends that go on and on and on like you know like the song that never ends uh, but it, well
1: and there's an advantage to going into a conference like yours. I love podcast movement. I didn't get this year because of a conflict, but I'm going to go next year in Anaheim, california and, I think, I think we're all huge. going to Disney, right yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> one of the reasons I'm going out there. But, you know, there's 12 there, there's 1500 people there. And it's so large, it becomes a little bit less personal than a conference like you're doing up there in the Northeast. I think the regional conferences, like we do PodFest down here in Florida, you do that one up there. They're so important because you're going to have the time to develop much deeper relationships that are going to pay off in the long run for your business and for your show and for everything that involves in this world than you will at a podcast movement just because of sheer numbers
0: i i couldn't agree more (laughs) yeah i
1: mean you just you just have more opportunity to to meet and spend time with more people
0: yeah so i i mean that's one of the reasons why i like keeping it small i think uh ideally my number in my mind going forward is probably that that three to four hundred people um because that's where we can keep it at the same hotel uh you know as long you know you know, God willing the hotel's still there year after year. Uh and we don't have to have the, some of those those problems that we run into uh getting into those bigger conferences. Not just um you know from an attendee or um from a organizer standpoint but a an attendee standpoint where you're not going to be able to meet every person. You're not going to be able to uh get that 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 solid connection that you can when it's when it's smaller. Um, I totally agree. And and the I other totally one- well, thank you. And, and the other thing is, is we're also only doing one track. So we only have one room. Uh, and and as as much as I would like to, I, I for going forward, I'd like to keep it that way where we just have one room. And the reason is because everybody gets, you know, the more people in a room, the more energy you have, uh, you know, plus as a speaker and, and as a, you know, as a as a DJ, uh, you know, you you feed off that energy. Uh, and and you get it back, right? So if you were in a in a in a situation where you're speaking, and it's like, oh, you know, uh, well, I got you know ten percent of the people, but like ninety percent of the people are in the other room. One room's packed, one room's not, and it it can it can be defeating. It's also, it also can be defeating for the you know people that are sitting in there because they don't have the energy uh that you would get and the 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 camaraderie that you would get being in one room so so in my opinion i i'm really looking forward uh to keeping keeping that going as long as you know possible but uh it's
1: like when i go to a conference and dave jackson's there and there's two tracks going i always say i am not going on at the same time as dave jackson because i'll be talking to nobody no, I'll be over there. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things that's it's, it's tough, you know. Uh, I know last year when I was at Podcast Movement, they, they kind of had that – they had the big ballroom area where, like, the biggest speakers, you know, were there and there was nobody competing with them, which is good, which is really right. good because otherwise you, you're, you're competing against somebody that everyone's going to pull in. You're going to have nobody there. And then it's like, well, why did I take the time to set up all – you know, go through and build yeah, right.
1: slides and – PowerPoint, and I'm not going to get to use
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I really, um, I, I have a deep appreciation for for keeping the energy together. Um, oh, so uh, th- I mentioned that the whole headshot thing, right? So you're getting headshots for for free, included from a professional photographer. She's coming three hours out of Long Island to be here oh, wow. a very good friend of mine Jeanette Pellegrini from Jeanette Pellegrini.com uh she takes lots of photos uh for celebrities m- a lot of musicians Broadway shows stuff like that so she really knows what she's doing and she's coming out just just for this event which is so I'm so thankful to have her join us and and if you so if you don't have a headshot if you're like Glenn for so long uh, you, you definitely want to get yourself a headshot um, that you can be proud of, that you can display for one or two, two, maybe even three, four years. Some people go five or six. Who knows? You know, as if it's a good you know, if it's like a good to great one, then you just keep it rolling.
1: It is always funny seeing people with professional headshots that are 20 years old and then you meet them in person. It's like, wait, they don't look anything like that anymore.
0: <laughs> well that's because headshots are expensive you know talking talking uh, earlier, they it's could be... also because we'd rather put the younger us up <laughs> that's true but you know you don't want to be that advertising. I
1: did stay in there for 30 years
0: <laughs> i will never look that good again i am never gonna look that good again It's, it's staying. So, so yeah, so that's, that's just one of the things that we're doing. And so one of the, the other things that we do differently than, than other conferences is uh, this year we're adding the um, podcast coaches dating game. So we have three <laughs> podcast coaches. Uh, you're, you're very good friends with one of them, <laughs> Glenn. And uh, Who are the
1: other two are you, can you say it's I, Dave Jackson?
0: well I, I'd rather uh, not come on. just in case uh <laughs> I don't, I don't know if, If a if our, if our, uh, bachelorette bachelor, uh, contestant is listening, so explain this to me. I, I I'm fascinated now. So, so our contestant is going to come in and they're going to be blindfolded and then they're going to be positioned. So they can't see the three coaches. Um, we have a wonderful, hilarious host in Christian Lee, who will be hosting this, this, uh, panel. And basically, we took the dating game questions and we modified them to be podcasting centric so that the contestant is asking these podcast coaches, uh, these these dating, quote unquote, dating games that are, are dating questions um, to whittle it down to which one they would want to take on a podcasting uh, coaching session with. So, So at the end, the contestant will pick, you know. Podcast Coach One, Podcast Coach Two or Podcast Podcast Coach Three. Say that That's three or four funny. times. Past. I love that. Yeah, so it's just like a different way, a different take on on doing a panel. Um it'll you know, to be fun and, and light and and just have a really good time and, and get some really good information out of it because I, I think that the questions um, that we, that I, well, I, we, as an I, I put together, uh, you know, I, I gotta say though, it's tough. It's tough doing this. Cause I, I hate saying the word I, cause it sounds so selfish, but at the same time, like you're the one running the conference. I, I'm the, like, yeah. So, but maybe <laughs> your, it's just cause it sounds, sounds, we, we, we did this and we did that. It's like me, myself, and I shout out to me, myself and I com. Uh, right, you know what? I've run <laughs> conferences
1: before and that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work
0: it is it is i got a small pile growing behind me of stuff because we're you know we're like 15 days out now um of the stuff and and come later today i'll or tomorrow i'll be having all my speakers and everything all my mics and everything getting getting set up just to, to do like a soft test so when we when i go in there and i s- hook everything up the night bef- the day before uh everything will work <laughs> hopefully it'll work when we show up in the morning (laughs) Uh, hopefully it'll all be there when we show up in the morning too but uh knock on wood everything will should be cool Um, I wish
1: you guys the best of luck I would have come up had it not been for vacation but uh, we do that once a year and we're ready so
0: I don't blame you. You put this. Do you put the show on a hiatus while you're gone?
1: No, we can't because we have too many sponsors. So that's why right now it's kind of a pain for us because we have to get all the shows. We have to get episodes ready for all the time we're gone. So the you know, and that's about twenty. So we have to work double the couple of weeks ahead of time to get all the shows ready. Um, now the nice part about that is most people when they come back from vacation have a whole pile of work that's piled up, right? Uh, That's how it works for most people. But with us, we come back and we're just normal because we've had to get it all ready ahead of time. No, in those uh, eight years, we have never missed an episode of anything. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) That sounds like some punishment. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you get it done and we have some good
1: stuff ready to come out too, And uh, we're excited about what we put out on vacation as well.
0: Well yeah because you you with the the horses in the morning I mean that's what's that a 3 hour show that's an hour and a half 5 days a week hour and a half okay well yeah I'm okay it's not as brutal as 3 hours times 5 days a week no no I wouldn't uh, have done that three. you'd have to yeah no, <laughs> you have, have, have to done put three
1: together. we uh we you know for that show what we do when we're away is there's just no live feed we still put the show out on the feed, on the on the you know iTunes and all that, uh, but so it comes out a little earlier in the morning, and so they get still get a show. We just don't do it live uh, those days. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of the people don't listen live anyway. Uh, so you know, to most people, it doesn't matter. The only reason we really do that show live is it has a feel. Mm. Live has a feel, and it we we treat it like there's a million people listening. So. You know, we keep going. There's no starting and stopping. It's, it's, you know, we treat it like a radio show, like we're on the air. We start right on time. We, you know, we treat it like a radio show. And I think it's one of the reasons it's been very successful, too.
0: I would, I would agree. I, I of course, you have millions of listeners. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know what I figure?
1: We have a lot of listeners. And compared to most podcasts, it's, pro- you know, we're probably in what, the top 10%. Um, and, but, there's 9 million horse people. So we got a lot of horse people to go yet that got to learn how to listen to us.
0: That, that, that's, that's good. That, that's called growth. <laughs> Potential right, exactly. for growth. Uh, exactly. And I know your sponsors will love, love hearing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get half of those, I'll be happy. Yes, I would, I I would totally that. agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for doing this with me today. I've never done it uh, Facebook Live like we haven't set up. It's really cool.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, it's it's been a lot of fun. There's a ton of comments. Uh, thank you for everyone that that was watching and listening. If you want to come out hey, to the thanks conference, thanks to the
1: auditors commenting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jessica she, Rhodes, Coyne, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, if you want to get your ticket, it's podcast dot com. Glenn, please uh, share how people can connect with you online.
1: Uh, Horse Radio Network dot com.
0: Get everything. Get our now. app. We have
1: an app. Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free. It's easy. All ten of our shows are on there. Uh, it's probably, well, we think it's about how about 40% of our listeners listen now is on our app.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, you should, um, see if you can get something put in there so you would know, like, you know, for sure, for certain. Oh, I know. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know if you had like a, like a tra- like a cookie or uh, something. We yep. Oh, we do. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, wow. that's, that's phenomenal to get people to download an app, but you know what? That's probably the easiest way for them to know. I mean, cause they're horse people, they're not tech people and well, it makes sense
1: and, they, and one of the nice things about having your own app with a network like this is it's easy for them to find the other shows mm-hmm. so they don't have to be cluttered and you know and a lot of people do listen on podcatchers pod and iTunes and whatever but it's easy for them to find the other shows if they listen to multiple shows it's easier to do it through our app than it almost is a podcatcher so
0: that's uh, yeah yeah I would I would agree. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for taking the time. Yep, I really take care. appreciate it. What's your show? It. I want to, I want
1: uh my listeners to know about your show because you have a cool show.
0: Oh well thank you. Uh so I do the Dreamers Podcast. Uh I do that through uh yeah, one day a week right now. Uh hopefully soon will be will be more. So it's dreamerspodcast.com. And uh, you know, if you if you actually I did an episode with Glenn, so if you um go and hit the little search button you can uh search up just type in Glenn and his episode should be the first thing that comes up uh i interview people who live their dreams so if if you uh want to be inspired uh, from people literally around the world that are living their dreams it's not just entrepreneurs we have directors authors musicians that's what i like about it
1: there's so many entrepreneur podcasts out there where they're just interviewing business owners and entrepreneurs yours is so different because it's mixed up
0: well thank you yeah it's a did I mention I'm a DJ. <laughs> uh, so, so My yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, for yeah, well, yeah, for the right price. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you, you know, we interview all kinds of people that that are all all stages of achieving their dreams, not just people that have accomplished it. And uh, it's been two and a half years, 244 episodes, so not the uh, what was it eight thousand? No, we're not there yet. We're at 4900. 4900. Almost all right. Almost 5000 episodes. So it's not there yet, but we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh one one episode well, at a time. Where can people
1: find yours? What's the website?
0: Dreamerspodcast.com. Good. Cool. Take you right there. So thank you everyone for for watching. I appreciate everybody. The all editors, thank you so much for for tuning in and uh I I'll be back I think like sometime next week with another one of these interviews for Mapcon.
1: Thanks, Joe.